speaking of Leo, um, because I know you and the listeners are very invested in Leo and his health as he is now a mature dog. Um, we had a vet checkup yesterday and uh, mm. everything looks great. Joints are good. Um, heart and lungs all sound healthy. We do need to lose about three pounds, but who among us doesn't? And uh, we got his blood work back this morning and the vet said, and I quote, it was phenomenal. So... Oh. How much does he weigh in general, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, that is fine. He is, uh, yesterday he was 28.2 pounds. Because um, I was like, three pounds is how much percent? It, 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 <laughs> like, is, a, it is about 10% of his body weight, yeah. Um, he So when I got him three years ago, he was like 23, 24 pounds. So, um, you know, we've put on a little bit of happy weight, you know, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I would say, uh, in D.C., and I mean, this is a little bit of my fault, in D.C., we went on like, walks but i have a dog park in my apartment building and so i let him like frolic around the dog in the apartment wait you did in dc no no i'm saying here i do in dc i didn't so we would go on actual like 15 minute walks but here we go to the dog park a lot and i think that his moseying around the dog park does not burn as many calories as the like 15 minute walks we would take like four or five times a day in dc so when you say it's inside the building, is it like an indoor dog park or is it just like in like an atrium? Okay, so neither. I shouldn't have said it was in the building, but it is on oh, okay. the, it's on it's <laughs> it's on the side of the building and it's it's okay, okay. it's technically only for residents of my building, although the buildings around us bring their dogs there too. Um so yeah. Yeah, I was just like, Whoa, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen when I've toured apartments, I have seen dog parks that are like in like one of the courtyards inside the building, basically. Yeah. It's like where yeah, the dog yeah, yeah. park is. So no You're we- you're not pitching like a like a like a apartment of the future thing. <laughs> I was no. just like, Oh wow, really? Well, actually in DC, one of my coworkers had a dog park on the roof of her building. And there mm-hmm. was a small dog section where the fence was not as high. The fence was like maybe five feet or something. And then there was a big dog section where the fence was like, you know, 15 feet high and stuff. And I was like, that is fancy. Mm. So you're you're doing well with all this that's going on. You're staying warm. I'm staying warm. Um, Leo is, uh, he likes, to, it takes about three times as long to get us bundled up to go outside as he actually spins outside right now. So... Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of fun. He has a cute little jacket. Does Lady have any outerwear that she sports? Yes, she has one. I call it her Bane jacket. Did you ever see the last, like, any commercials for Bane in the uh, last Batman movie? Are you talking about Dark Knight Rises? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, are we talking about, like, Batman versus Superman? Oh, yeah. There's, like, like, 900 <laughs> Batman movies. Yeah, now. and I, I don't count um, those. Those don't, like, those, those don't enter my, like... You know. Oh, you're not excited for the Snyder cut of Justice League coming out on HBO I, Max? Soon? The only thing I understood in that sentence was HBO Max. <laughs> so, okay, so no. we'll get to that. In no, a no, second, no, 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 we're not going to get to it. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's it's rough. Um, but you know, Bane has like a big furry like collar on his jacket in Dark Knight Rises, and Lady okay. has a big furry collar on hers, oh, and I call it her Bane jacket. Fancy. Um, she's a classy gal. Well, I mean, do you, you know she loves to wear clothes, right? Uh, I actually, uh, I do know this now that you mentioned it. Yeah. So whenever we get it, she gets excited. D- didn't you say like she also inside. loves baby clothes because she like thinks it's for her or something? We had a friend over who was pregnant, and somebody there's like a group of people over, and someone went, "Hey, I got you a present," and 
they pulled out a onesie and lady like ran up and sat at her feet like put it on me put it on <laughs> me thinking it was like a bandana or a, or whatever leo does not love clothes but he lets me put whatever i want on him so and he just looks slightly miserable and like resigned <laughs> Right, and I think people think that's what I mean when I say lady loves clothes. But if you've seen it, like, she wants to have stuff put on her. Yeah, like, she oh, sees yeah. something, she's like, yes, put it on me. And I think people are like, oh, you're one of those owners. I'm like, no, like, I didn't think I would be one of those owners who dressed my dog. And as soon as she started getting excited about bandanas, we were like, well, let's see how far this goes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. But, um, but anyway, how are y'all faring with winter weather? Because I feel like you had a branch fall yesterday or something. So, so We so had the, a... L- listeners in Austin yeah. this weekend, we are having a unprecedented winter storm for the Austin area. We've had so much ice here that yeah, tr- like trees are weighed down. Tree trees are just like branches are falling because the ice is so heavy. Um, the the problem is is it's multiple. It's it's many many days of of sub freezing temperature, and that's the problem. Is typically if we have a freeze, it's like. Maybe a night or two. And, and then, now and then suddenly it'll be 60 degrees the next day and everything melts. Right. But that is not happening right now. And we're currently on day three? Yes. It wasn't supposed freeze? to start. It wasn't supposed to start on Thursday and it did. Like we yes. were supposed to be and in the 40s hard. on Thursday. Yes. It came to play right out of the gate. <laughs> because it was it was raining and so everything has this like it looks like a joke. It looks like everything is just covered in ice. Like it's like it's like mis- going back to Batman. It's like Mr. Freeze came through and was like, <laughs> "Ice to meet you," and then just spray everything with you know. And well, and this is also where it's different where you live versus where I live because I live kind of in the heart of the city, and it is just it, mm-hmm. other than a few patchy parts on the sidewalk that I've seen, it's the roads are not iced over here um, in like the and, heart yeah. of Austin. Listeners, Laurel lives like. Maybe a fifteen-minute drive from us, like it's uh, not far. It's, 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 I'd say booking it, it's twenty. I think when I dropped Dell's Christmas yeah. presents off, it was twenty. So, but it, but not like, it, oh yeah, it, but well, it's, it's a significant like difference minutes. in the weather. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's up here. It's like, and they just someone, uh, my friend Travis sent a thing that was like the estimated amount of like snow tonight or something that might accumulate or any sort of accumulation, and it's like. Austin has like zero and a little bit of North Austin has like one. And then it's like three inches. Yeah. Yeah. It's where um, we are. Yeah. Uh, for, secondly, how is Travis? He's good. Okay. Um, I, just, I, I remember I mean, him fondly from Tara's birthday. And yes, so I, he's, uh, he is, uh, I mean, I talk. he's, he's in my Dungeons and Dragons group, but we also talk a lot cause we have like a discord server and there's, it's, it's weird. The interests on our Dungeons and Dragons group because there's a, channel for like plants there's a lot of people who like plants and like there's one for that travis started called creepy crawlies because he likes bugs and everyone else is like grossed out by him but he's like look at these bugs like he's just because he's like he he studied like environmental engineering Mm -hmm. i think he did environmental law for a little bit while and now he's like into like architecture and 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 like i don't know exactly what he does but like our friend molly and jordan just redid their whole backyard and travis planned it for Mm -hmm. them like Oh, wow. and, he, and they're like, we should get him something nice. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, he's like, they're like, but you do this for your job. And he's like, I like doing it. Like, he's just yeah. like shrug. So he's into like plants and creepy crawlies and stuff. So it's that, just, that's, that's my experience with Travis lately. <laughs> oh, boy. So anyway, so the point I'm trying to make here with, with the, the, the cold is like, one thing I'm noticing is the, anything that faces the North 
of our house is covered in ice. Like we have two um, uh, hose hookups on the north and south side of our house, so we wrap them in t-shirts to keep them mm. to keep them from freezing. The south side is fine. I went to go change out the north side, and it is just the t-shirt is frozen. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ridiculous. But the other thing we're doing um, because you know Tara's dad is a plumber, and oh, we've heard this, and we're. Yeah, he does plumbing and 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 heat and AC and I, all that. I also don't know why I would know that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, right. like, what does my dad do, guys? Before he retired, <laughs> right? Um, well, I think like I also use it as like a let me tell you a little plumbing thing. I know because like like you know like I'm like my expertise is being co opted from someone else's expertise. So that would be the only reason you'd know it. Okay. Um, but he like. We have every sink in the house is on, and mm-hmm. it's been on for days to keep it running so that the pipes don't. Um, and, and the key, you have the cabinets under the sink open too, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's driving me insane mm-hmm. because I keep going through this cycle of I forget that the, ho- the the sinks are turned on. I hear the sinks are on, and I have a panic attack because I think something's flooding. I, then I get annoyed at my panic attack because I remember why they're on and then rinse and repeat. And it's driving me insane. I woke up at like seven this morning, like out of a deep sleep and just sat in bed because I kept hearing them. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I couldn't go back to it, sleep. It's funny that you say that because it doesn't drive me crazy because like, cause I have the same thing. I don't have them on, but like I have them set to drip. Um, and to me, it's the amount of water that I'm wasting. There's that too. That's obviously there, but first and foremost is my mental health, which is suffering. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been trying to do things like I go get ice and then I fill up from the sink and I'm trying to drink more water from the sink. I'm staying very hydrated. Yes. Um, yes. No, I've been thinking of just is... putting really big mixing bowls under each faucet. And then, but then I'm like, what are you going to do with that water? Like, give it to Leo. Leo doesn't drink that much water but a day. <laughs> Here's the thing. You guys are probably fine where you are with the drip. Like up here, like we have people on our neighborhood page who are plumbers who are posting like drip ain't going to cut it. Like you need to like, yeah, I mean, get a steady stream. Probably starting tonight through Monday night, I I will have a steady stream um, because I've already noticed my faucets are a little sluggish when I turn them on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) it's reminding me. It's something where like people are like, oh, but you know, in DC, you dealt with this. I'm like, you know what? Frozen pipes weren't an issue in DC. I think well, pipes were they, better insulated. Yeah, because they're situated for that. Or th- the other thing is, all of our pipes in Texas are above ground. Yeah, like they don't bury them because they don't need to. Like mm-hmm. if it freezes, it only does it for a day. And that's the thing is, I think a lot of Northerners are like, well, you guys can't handle a freeze. And it's like, no, we're not built for this. We're barely built for. One day freeze. We're not built for what I think is going to end up being Thursday to Tuesday freeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the last time I remember this being a really big deal was the year that Dallas hosted the Super Bowl. It was 2011. And, you know, we had the huge huge ice storm followed by, like, one day of 40-degree weather and then another ice storm, like, all in the span of a week. And I remember... I don't know of a single apartment building that me or my friends lived in where someone's pipes didn't burst, where some residents' pipes didn't burst. Um, Somebody died at Dallas at Cowboy Stadium. Do you remember that? I don't think anyone died. Yes. The ice fell off and it killed somebody. Yes. Google that right now. I remember the ice falling off and hitting people. I don't remember anyone dying. All right, injures. Okay. Someone died. Revisionist history. Well, let's be grateful no one died. Well, <laughs> like, well, dang I, it, yeah, I thought someone it. died. I'm probably confusing this with 
<laughs> like Die Hard 2 where someone, an icicle falls and kills someone or something. Oh, I could have sworn I, someone I was, was actually, actually killed. I was walking Leo and um, icicles were like falling off the balconies like above my, uh, above the street where I walk him from the apartment building. And I was like, these are falling with some velocity and they are sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, we went out because like I said, one of, or, or you said, one of our branches broke and fell right where my car typically was. And luckily a few days Earlier in the week, Tara had been like, let's get the Christmas stuff out of here finally in February and uh, like put it all away. And I was like, okay, and then we'll move my car back in. Um, But we went out to go check other things and Tara just like walked under the trees and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm like, like, like you just don't think about it. You're like, oh, look at all this. I'm like, well, we're out here because a tree branch broke and and very heavy one, like a big one. And, um, which kind of sucks because I always like the shade in our backyard and like there's a big chunk of shade gone. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. my, my parents it's... had, it wasn't due to ice, but a huge, a huge, huge tree branch broke out of a very, off a very mature tree in their yard this summer, just after a very brief like windstorm. And uh, the tree trimmers had to take the entire tree out. So my parents' backyard is, I mean, same thing. They still have a lot of shade, but it's very different when you go out in the backyard now. Man, I hope. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I, I don't think it was. Um, it's just a big branch on that tree, but I hope they don't have to take the whole. Like, well, we're going to have to have them come out and trim it. I didn't realize that the when the branch broke, the tree trunk also split down the middle. Like, I. Yeah, basically, yeah. when you looked in, your, in their backyard, it was just foliage everywhere because it was because the tree branch was down. So, yeah. my parents also have. I mean, they have a pretty that, big hopefully. backyard and they have pretty big trees in their backyard. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, we lucked out, I think, because we do a good job of having our trees, our trees trimmed and, um, around the neighborhood, there's apparently like, like they had to talk about it. They send out an email like to mm-hmm. the, to the, like, they don't usually send out emails to the neighborhood, but everybody on the like HOA thing, they were like, please do this. And they're like, please don't throw them in the green space. Like, we're not going to be able to clean them up anytime soon and it's like well like i i didn't know where to put ours like i had to mm-hmm. it was so big i put it in the the little bit of strip of grass behind the alley because i was like i don't know where else to put this mm-hmm. yeah it's but. it's a lot um in in other news about neighborhood lift serves list serves um i'm notorious for loving next door in my neighborhood because it is not the next door typical that, of next tropes door. it is people being like hey my orange tree has produced a lot of oranges it's in my front yard. You're welcome to stop by and pick up some. It's other people being like, I saw this dog. Is this your dog? They're loose. It's all very pure and innocent. Except this morning, somebody oh went boy. on there and posted about vaccines containing mercury and that there's now proof that vaccines not only cause autism, but they also cause, cause Alzheimer's. And this guy went to the dentist and had all of his fillings removed because his fillings had mercury in them. And he felt a sense of peace and that he was healed. And so he was cautioning all of us to avoid the COVID vaccine and all these other vaccines. And he had a bunch of videos and I hit the report button on Nextdoor. And one of the report options is that somebody is spewing conspiracy theories about COVID and vaccines. Oh, one of the options. Yes. Yes. Wow. And like misinformation. And I tapped that button and I felt like I had just done a good deed for the day. I was like, you get your ass off Nextdoor. You do not get to come in here and sully our beautiful. Get your ass off this Get your ass off this neighborhood of next door and just one neighborhood over, you'll be welcomed with well, open arms. I mean, next door is like, 
I belong to my like my specific neighborhood, but then I get notifications for 17 neighborhoods because the neighborhoods are all so like, mm. like, oh, there's like, you can go two blocks away and it's like, you just passed through one neighborhood and now you're in another one. It's like, okay. I, I told you about our neighborhood Facebook page where mm-hmm. I complained that there were fireworks. fireworks. Yes. <laughs> and then you said, where in the constitution does it say you get to set off fireworks? I told that to my therapist, that story. She got a real kick out of that. She was like wanting to talk about it for a while. But yeah. Hey, speaking of therapists, here we go. (laughs) I got there. Um, Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and talk about the weather, but also Frasier. Laurel here has been watching Frasier for a very long time. I am relatively new to it. And today we are going over some season seven episodes, including... Always my favorite, a Christmas episode. Yes, it is season seven, episode 11, The Fight Before Christmas. Daphne is unsure how to deal with Niles' feelings for her. Roz assures her that there's nothing to worry about. Niles has a girlfriend now, and she's engaged to Donnie. That- <laughs> That's it. Well, okay. it's also, because okay. the option is... I've I've started like pressing the button that gives me the whole in, in mm-hmm. IMDb synopsis on the 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 um app and the other option is you either get that one oh, or you get this oh, one. Oh yeah, so guys, it's very long. <laughs> there's the one where it looks like people uh, somebody has apparently uh Oh, maybe this was the first part of that one. So let me No, that's that's all you're getting, guys. There's okay. more there. Maybe that's been our problem this whole time is we're just getting part of it. I don't know, but I'm not reading that entire two paragraphs. No, because that's like the, the whole episode. Um, so, so a, a, as this, a lover of oh. Christmas episodes, how did yes. you feel about this one? It was okay because I think Christmas, uh, there were things I liked about it, but like I like ones that are very Christmassy mm-hmm. um, or are very good. Like I don't, we don't tend to watch the Parks and Rec Christmas episodes because Christmas always kind of feels like it takes a backseat, despite yes. how much I love Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. But like the Office episodes are always, you know, go to uh, Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I but this as one, our this, um, as our episodes of the OC. Um, speaking of you know prestige television, they have several Christmaca <laughs> episodes that are just. Mwah! We've been watching a lot of Modern Family. I like that Modern Family does Valentine's Day every year. I like when people like make a big uh, deal about off skip. Yes, holidays. I just watched because of y'all. I've picked up Modern Family as like a good background show while I'm working because I need more thirty minute mm-hmm. comedies in my life. Um, and I've watched Modern Family for probably the first five seasons, but um, I just watched the first Valentine's episode. And as soon as I, I remembered what Claire and Phil's plotline was, I was like, "Climb, fix me!" Yeah. I was so excited. It's really funny rewatching that show because I keep running in episodes. I'm like, I've seen this. Why have I seen mm-hmm. this? I'm like, oh, yeah, plane. Mm. <laughs> I, I legitimately of... like watched that show for like five years. And then it's like, well, you still have another six seasons you haven't seen. So, yeah. So f- my first note on this is, oh, man, previously on Frasier. I wrote that I feel down like... with three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. It felt very like. Like official and and I mean we're now almost after these two episodes we're officially in the 21st century with with Frasier so yes but now do you see why I really expected some sort of reaction from you around Frasier accidentally telling Daphne I mean they thought it was important enough to put a previous yeah. Frasier because they were like you have to know that this happened well I think that's why perhaps I didn't do it because I'm like you know she's almost found out 900 times they've wrote themselves out of these. 
Like, that might have been why it just kind of, like, went, like, oh, yeah, she knows. And then he's going to say the next episode, like, oh, no, I was just kidding. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then we're going to go back to square one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, eh. But this one was, like, pretty serious about establishing a new status quo mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah. It, a, it was. a show quo. A show quo, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I, th I wrote that. I think I thought this wasn't as big a deal. But, like, now they're talking about it and they're continuing this story. And, like. Not to skip to the end, but that uh, last shot is pretty not haunting, but like powerful for a I, I, I you would know say for this show. Damning is how I would describe it. Yeah. Um. Well, because well, now it's flipped, and it's like they've done it in a way that I thought was very clever. Like it wasn't just like you know, and it, it felt natural, and it wasn't just Daphne like. Like, she didn't say, oh, now I love him to anybody, but you saw it all there, like, mm -hmm. like starting for when he just gave her his coat. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. But she just starts to see him in a different light. It, it is kind of weird, because it's not like, I feel like now we're going to start seeing, like, why Donnie sucks, because I don't know if we're, you know, mm -hmm. going to be able to get out of that easily without thinking that there's something wrong with Donnie. Mm -hmm. And I think we've spent so much time thinking that his, like, weirdness with the group like him like taking off his shirt or whatever mm -hmm. or taking off changing clothes and doing all that weird stuff that he does like they spent so much time like getting the audience to kind of like that and 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 see it as you know even though it butted with that group and now we're gonna have to like how do we do a clean break because it felt like they started doing that with mel like mel got really like a little over the top and a little marissy in parts yes i uh I was like, red flag when he, when he was like, okay, we'll talk about this later. She's like, no, we will talk about it now at this party. We will yeah. have our party faces on. I was like, oh, this is when you need to step outside for like five minutes. Yeah. Well, she's a uh, cosmetic surgeon, so it feels like appearances are very important to her. So, Which is why I would think you more than anything then would want to step outside. Like, Well, also, Frazier just said, oh, we didn't have dinner last night. And there was no like... Like she immediately like one eighty and got out of there. Like mm -hmm. she was like she was ready for it. Well, and so though okay, here's something where now that I'm in my thirties, perhaps I identify a little bit with Mel. I think we're supposed to think she's divorced because she has a son who's like you know mm, okay ma maybe college age. I think she has probably seen it all when it comes to dating, and maybe has her antenna is up for some reason, some red flag mm -hmm. as to why Niles maybe isn't as great as he seems like I, it could be that she's maybe. had she's dealt with liars before she's you know and she's just like I mean that's aware that's probably what they're getting at but like I did feel like as soon as Frazier was like oh we didn't have dinner last night she was like I knew it and like ran like I was expecting her to be like Niles is a bad liar or something and then he kept lying and then Frazier kept screwing up and it was it was a weird situation where I was like I didn't find fault in any one person but at the same time I'm like you're all idiots I found fault in Niles I was like Niles you should have called Frazier I understand texting was not as big a thing yeah. back then you should have called Frazier before and been like hey I told Mel we had dinner last night play along yeah or like you know told the truth the whole time but again that was you know it's not a sitcom if it's not so, so this is actually one thing that I wrote down was, um, and, and having not been divorced, uh, I don't know like what the protocol is, but like when you've had as messy of a divorce, I know that this is just a plot point, but when you've had as messy a divorce as for as Niles and Maris did, 
is it, do you go over and, and comfort them when a beloved staff member dies? <laughs> a beloved staff member. <laughs> uh, I That I don't know. Um, I will say uh, as vaguely as possible that I know people who have had messy divorces and are now somewhat codependent at the same time. So, mm-hmm. like, who knows? Like, it could be anything. Um, like, 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 there's so many different, like, I've, I have, uh, an, uh, my, uh, uh, ex-girlfriend from high school, the joke is always, she's dated three people and I'm the only one she didn't marry because she like married, married the next guy, divorced him. And now she's married again. But like, she has cut off ties completely with that person because they don't have a child together, et cetera, mm-hmm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's kind of no reason um, to keep in touch. Which is, uh, you know, again, Niles, a situation, mm-hmm. they can have a clean tie break. And I, and I do think. But but there's always some emotions there because at one point there was obviously something that was attractive to them. But I don't think we're going that deep in this show. I think it's just a convenience for this episode. Yeah, yeah. I just... I guess I was surprised that because I feel like Niles has had kind of a clean break from Maris. Like, we haven't really mm-hmm. heard anything about her other than past tense um, in almost like a season, basically. And mm-hmm. so now that... Yeah. Now that he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go over and like comfort Maris. If it was, I guess I, I could see if it was one thing like a bunch of the staff is gathering to, you know, yeah, that kind of like, and I, I'd like to, you know, be there and stuff. But it was like, oh, you know, Maris is taking it hard. I'm like, who effing cares if Maris is taking yeah, it exactly. hard? First of all, she's taking it hard that she lost Yoshi the gardener. And I'm like, okay. But like, first of all, I don't think Maris has that close relationship to any of... I mean, I guess she has a closer relationship to the help than she does anyone else in her life. They're, they're probably the ones that she is the most vulnerable around, so... Fair, fair enough. Um, I did like the joke about he passed and he had a coronary in the hedge maze. The yeah, paramedics, paramedics had no chance. Paramedics didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did really... I enjoyed that as well. Um, Can we talk a little bit about every single... A proposed Christmas party in this episode, and how I would like to go to all of them. Oh yes, let, let let's. I'm excited for this like Victorian Christmas idea. Now, I, I it's funny because I understand Martin being like, "This sounds awful," but like I'm like, I would go to that, and then they're like, "Christmas in Mexico," and uh-huh. I'm like, "Yes, I would go to that." Yes, although <laughs> maybe I, I just like parties. I, I didn't like that they called it Christmas in Mexico and not Feliz Navidad. I was like, that is a missed opportunity. It should have been yeah. Feliz Navidad and like the end. I, I did like, uh, and I always forget that character's name, but the station manager. Kenny. Kenny. I like Kenny going, yeah, it just came to me when I realized their salsas were green and red. Yes. It's, is uh, this the first time we've implied that uh, Gil is a homosexual in a heterosexual marriage? No. No. Have I just forgotten about it? Yeah, there have been times where I feel like... I think there was a time when we realized when we found out Gil was married and it was like everyone found out Gil was married and they were all like, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, when he was... I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think this is the first time. Although when he said that they were talking about, um, you know, get, slimming down and getting buff, I was like, Gil, we've seen you without your shirt on. You are buff. Remember that, that yeah. episode? And I was, was like, pretty wow, impressed. Gil. Um, I want to see him in like a Jerry Gergich situation where he's like happily married, even though like he's got this kind of effeminate, uh, you know, like it's, it's, he's not gay. It's just, he's just, is very, that's how he is. Well, and I also, I definitely would get with Jerry Gergich. It's not that he's 
gay. It's that, you know, he, he's married to a supermodel. <laughs> right, 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 right. These, well, it's like, also he has an inc- he's incredibly capable at home. Yes. He's like happy with his life. Like, I just I, I love I love the Jerry Gergich bitch. So that's what I want to see is like everyone assumes like he's hiding something and it's just like, oh, no, this is. Like it's not what you think. I just thought, I think I I think the Jerry joke is very funny, so that's part of it. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, oh, I I have a lot to talk about in this episode. I'm trying to like gather my thoughts. Yeah. Harkening back to all the different Christmas parties, it really annoyed me that everybody at the station thought they should have been invited to Fraser's Christmas party. I was like, a you could easily explain this by saying it's for the it's for the people in my building. Yeah. I've invited like Roz, who I'm legitimately friends with outside of work and et cetera, et cetera. And she is close to my family to the point that Niles gives her a Christmas present. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Well, I like, I, like, I would love to track their relationship. Cause I, I, you know, I, we, we've even through what we've said on the show about how much they didn't like each other. And now they've like, it's just, they're nice to each other. They kind of still tease each other about the, like, you're a, you're a priss and you're, kind of easy you know well, like, well, like when the elevator door opens when Daphne is talking to Roz outside the door and he's like oh look naughty and nice yes yeah, like it's stuff like that and then and then Roz isn't like angry at him like she's just like yeah 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 um but I also think like if you go like I'm having a party tonight and everyone at the party you're at is not invited like I'd be more mad if it was like he invited some of us and not others right mm-hmm. I guess or like I don't know like that would see like if it's like you say something at a party and nobody's coming, it's like, oh, I guess well at least he didn't like invite pick and choose. Well, I I guess I'm just putting myself in that situation. If a coworker with mine was like, Yeah, my Christmas party tonight, and we did not hang out outside of work, I would not be like, I'm not gonna lie, that hurts. <laughs> well, these these characters also don't exist, don't have any sort of life outside of like most of these characters exist only like we're either at the station with Frasier or not. So that's part of it. Like that's, that's they, true. they do like they go home and cease to exist as soon as they're off screen. Um, okay. So I do want to go back to the conversation Daphne and Roz are having outside the door in between the door and the elevator. And when mm-hmm. she's says that she's, you know, found out that Niles has had a crush on her for six years and Roz is like, Oh, thank God. I was afraid I was going to be the one to say something. And, I, when Daphne says, why weren't, why didn't any of you tell me? And Roz says, Niles wasn't ready to tell, like, if Niles wasn't ready, who are we to tell you about this? And it really took me back to, like, I don't know, perhaps high school and college, where when you kind of run in the same circles and everybody kind of knows everybody. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you tell someone when you, like, know that somebody else likes them? This is where I'm really showing that it's college and high school. Yeah, because I like them. Um, I mean, there's obviously Niall should have done something earlier, but I agree with Roz's assessment. Like, this isn't my secret to tell. Yes, yes, I do. I do, too. Um, It just I I thought that was such a such a succinct way of putting it. It's such an appropriate. He wasn't ready. It's because it's not like he didn't want her to know. But like you think about it, Niles was married for a chunk of that time, then going through a bitter divorce after Daphne has said she would never get involved with somebody going through a divorce. Yes. And well, just now yeah. when he's coming out the other side, Daphne's with Donnie. So also I feel like, like Daphne being like, wow, he kept it so secret. And then they should have cut to like, 
all the like a, a super cut a super of Niles cut. being yeah, and then it cuts back to Roz and she's like yeah, you know like or something. It, it feels like when uh, Dory uh, remembers like P Sherman forty two yes. all of the way, yes. <laughs> just like, and like then she's all like, these Gino! shots. <laughs> yeah, all these shots come like quick and fast to Daphne of like oh like and her like like realizing what happened. Yes, I, I also thought though that Roz's and it's possible she was just saying this to make Daphne to put Daphne at ease, but she's like, he's obviously gotten over you because he has a girlfriend. And I'm like, that means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, especially to Roz, especially I like later when she says, you know what happens when you say no to a guy and Roz just and stares like, at him. For yeah, she's like, yeah, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that was such a good joke. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, I thought this, like they really handled it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm actually going through and crossing off things we've already talked about, so I make sure we hit everything. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. we covered everything I wanted to talk about, which is kind of the stuff around it. Um, so I, okay, I do have a few little, uh, little bits and pieces. Um, when Mel confronts Niles at the party, and she's, she just says that obviously he'd been lying, and she says, "What's the little whore's name?" <laughs> I just like <laughs> guffawed at that. <laughs> Because she has just gone from zero to 60 in that. Yeah. She's not like, yeah. what were you doing? She's like, nope, you were cheating on me with another woman. And she's a little whore. Yeah. It's just like, you're right. It was just red flag after red flag. And I'm curious how, if they're going to do that with Donnie. Um, I also wrote down. So when Roz returns Frazier's punch bowl and he's like, oh, I, you know, I forgot to ask you what punch did you <laughs> make? And she's like, well, I filled it with ice and then vodka and orange juice. And he's like, isn't that just a giant screwdriver? And she's like, yeah. Um, back I was going to ask you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, back when I was in college, um, I hosted a bridal shower or two. And me being in college, I was not super uh, gourmet when it came to the food offerings. And so I found a recipe online that was like easy bridal shower punch. And it is just a bottle of champagne and a tub of sherbet. Yeah, and, I love sherbet punch. And I called them shermosas. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. And I would just do like orange sherbet or like a berry sherbet or something and a bottle of champagne. And the thing is, sherbet, they taste delicious. They taste delicious. The punch bowl, though, the sherbet gets kind of foamy at the top. And yeah. it looks really yeah. unappetizing after like 30 or 45 minutes. So you're there like trying to scoop the foam like back in. And yeah, I oh, man, to... a good shermosa. Ugh. I went to a friend's wedding and it was a dry wedding, which we didn't find out until we got to the rehearsal. Problem. And I, yeah, and well, it was someone from band, and it was and so the like most of the band was there going like, "Where the hell's the alcohol?" Mm -hmm. The Mustang band, and um, they put out this punch, and it was a sherbet punch, mm -hmm. and it was in like a church's, you know, it was he was marrying this, uh, you know, teetotaler woman, and I think he, you know, they're very happy. This is more than a decade ago so and they're still together so good for them but i it was just very funny watching people from the band who used to drink like crazy then have a non a dry wedding yes and then but everyone made fun of me because i as the first time i'd had like a sherbet punch and i was just like this is delicious and i kept like having some and everyone's like oh it's like like it was really funny because then like the family who was i think baptist they were very like Oh, isn't isn't it amazing what you can really enjoy without alcohol? And I'm like, oh, it's great with vodka in it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Um, yes. 
I now I'm now remembering that my elementary school had a recipe. We were the Panthers and our colors were red, white, and black. We had a recipe for, I think it was called either Panther. I think it was called Panther punch maybe. And it involved big red. Okay. I'm going to ask my mom. It involved like big red, the, the oh drink, God. the soda, big red. And I believe Sprite. And then had to involve one other thing that it was always served at like school functions and stuff. There'd always be like a big punch bowl of it. And so my mom's, um, two of her really good friends married each other. And my mom, they did a, it was the second marriage for both. And so it was kind of a, um, smaller, a little bit more DIY wedding. And my mom was like in charge of the punch and she made Panther punch. And I just remember wow. like ladling it. I, I was like 10 years old. I'd like ladled it. And I was like, did you get this recipe from the school directory? And my mom's like, yes, I did. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, don't um, knock the, the different scenarios. You can serve a good I punch. I'd really like, first of all, I wrote in here, like, do you have any good punch recipes? And I feel like we've covered that perfectly. Yes. But two, I, I, I need you to write this recipe down because I'm curious what the third ingredient in Big Red and Sprite is to bring those flavors together. I, um, yeah, I will ask, you know, I bet my parents still have a school directory from my old school somewhere. Um, yeah. So I will ask, and well, I don't know why they're listening to this. Mom, dad, yeah. hit me up. Yeah, but I want to know what's in Panther Punch. I'm still in touch with a few people from my old school, so maybe between all of that, we can figure this out. Um, you want to rate this one, or you got some LOLs? Um, I mean, uh, we already have. What's the little whore's name? So, uh, oh, I did just want to say I did really sympathize with Frazier of having to crawl out the passenger side of his car because a big SUV parks next to him. That was never <laughs> a problem in DC, and now that I am back in Texas, it is like yes, there is a. There are two, I'm going to say gentlemen, because I just assume, in the parking garage of my apartment building who have massive trucks that are a full half a parking spot too long for the parking spots yes. that we have. So you you cannot, our, our parking garage is two-way. You can't drive two ways when one of those trucks is parked there because they are blocking almost an entire one of the lanes. And I am just like, you are such a selfish jerk. Like, why are you not parking on level four at the very bottom where no one parks and you could take up as many spots as you want? So anyway. People who buy cars like that aren't concerned with other people, so. I just, I know, I wish I could just, I, I wish I had pen and paper on me every time because I would leave a note every time. Um, I I did the other day go to get uh, curbside food and this, I'm waiting in a spot and a truck like that pulls up next to me and as it's doing it and my head, I'm going to be like, oh, look at this. Look at this jackass and uh, what a, what a, you know, like immediately making mm-hmm. all these assumptions about him. It pulls up and the window comes down and this like schnauzer sticks its head out. <laughs> it's the most adorable thing. <laughs> I called, I called Jane cause Jane loves schnauzers. I'm like, I have to tell you this story. <laughs> and then, and then I looked back as I'm telling her and a second one stuck its head out. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm suddenly love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would also but love just, it if it was like a prim little old lady picking up her groceries. Yes. Well, that's what the schnauzer looked like was like, Hello! <laughs> like just sticking its head out. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's or, amazing. Or, or it's a schnauzer, so guten tag! Like just head coming out. Yes, yes. Um, okay, I, I, I am ready. I am ready to rate this. Um, I think I'm going to give this um, seven. I'm kind of surprised you haven't brought this up. Seven dancing Santas. Yeah. You know why I didn't bring it up? Because I was hoping to use it here. Um, you, you could pick his hat, which is apparently all that's left. <laughs> Well, that was, I laughed out loud at that. Like, it's one of the, I don't usually laugh out loud at the, like, uh, closings, but, like, that one we picked it up, it just had a hat, and he looked over the edge, I went, what? Like, I just had a good laugh. But I would also, 
I would also give it seven. Uh, the only other thing I think of is a, a, a tall glass of scotch that uh, Donnie makes for Niles when he thinks he's broken up with Mel. Can I also tell you how endearing I found that, like, exchange between yeah. Donnie and Niles when he's like, you know, did you talk about moving in together? Did you make long-term plans? And he was like, oh, brings out the lawyer. And he was like, no, the bartender. I'm trying to decide how big of a drink. I was like, what a good person yes. to, like, interact with right after you that, go That's what I'm saying. They're, it's either going to, like, they're either going to have a whole bit where it's like Daphne looks awful or the fall of Donnie is going to be hard. Well, I guess you're just going to have to keep watching. Well, uh, uh, speaking of keeping watching, uh, wait, the next... Wait, question. Do we have anything yes. in the mailbag? Oh, no. We haven't gotten any mailbag stuff in a while. Okay, okay. I just didn't know. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, Uncle Gary. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, I actually, I saw Uncle Gary in the flesh. Or that makes it sound like I saw him naked. I saw, I saw, yeah, him, I yeah. in, I saw him IRL um, last weekend um, at, a, at an outdoor lunch out on an outdoor patio here in Austin. So um, he, he and my aunt are doing well. They say hello. <laughs> um, the uh, next episode is entitled... <laughs> which when i saw that i immediately went how are we going to pronounce this on the podcast that was my first thought before i knew anything about why i was doing that um fraser recalls his millennial new year's eve as he niles and martin rumbled down the back roads in martin's bulky winnebago bound for the wine club's festive get together in idaho and i will say of all the winnebago episodes this is my favorite of which i think there's two <laughs> even more than travels with martin and when I they when they go to Canada? Sure! I still... I just... I can't get over how creepy Niles is in this Okay, that, that is one. that is fair. That is fair. I was actually thinking and when I, you mentioned the supercut for the last episode, I was thinking we can't include the part where he films her because that's just, yes. like, too creepy. Well, I... You know, thinking back on that, I wonder if there's... You know, that, that came out prop, probably, I believe, before Blair Witch, and I think Blair Witch set the standard for filming someone is creepy i mean it's still creepy to film someone mm -hmm. in whatever year they did it but like the the shorthand of this shot equals creep like hadn't mm -hmm. existed yet that's but. true that's true yeah and also i think that was before well and maybe i'm just naive about this but i feel like that was before there were a lot of like oh woman finds camera hidden in bathroom vent and stuff kind of yeah things i think the the big thing with that was uh there was a there was a, like a movie about it that was like not exactly it was it was the Sharon Stone follow up to like basic instinct and it was about like her falling in love with her single white female guy who had a oh, uh, no. oh, sliver no. sliver is that right okay. something like I, that. I've never heard of the movie sliver but it well, it, it wasn't single well, white female that was you weren't a uh, high school boy in the 90s with uh, every once in a while a free HBO weekend so that might be part of it yes <laughs> Yes, that is uh, that that is fair. Uh, I, I've realized recently how even some even five years difference. Not that you are five years older than me, but like mm. even five years difference in terms of what movies you watched and movies you watched on repeat is so vastly different as a child. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So. I, I, five years is a huge amount of time when you're a kid, when you're our when you're age, six years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah. you're six years old and somebody else is 11, it's like, yeah, I, I was listening to the podcast, the big picture um, on the ringer podcast network. And they do this thing called the um, movie draft where they will pick a year. And actually maybe you think you and I and Tara should do this at some point, or you, maybe we should do this. Like, oh, this would be a really good thing for y'all to do on princess diaries. Anyway. Okay. Um, they pick a year. They'll say like 2015 and then they have different <laughs> categories of movies and there's three people on it and they each pick a movie to be in that like um cluster for the draft and then mm. they put it all on twitter and people on twitter just vote for which of their favorites are yeah. and then whoever picks the movie that whoever picks the most winners out of the draft like wins that draft anyway they they've been sticking to mainly the past 10 years but they recently did 1995 and the two male hosts are like in their early 40s but the female host is my age she's like in her mid 30s and so it was just them talking about like the movies of 1995 and like where they were in their life when they watched them and like what mm. movies were impactful and she kept being like i was 11 years old <laughs> so like <laughs> she's like now and then was very formative to me <laughs> but like mall well, rats wasn't <laughs> so we're, yeah so like we're you know speaking of the disney podcast like we're getting into the renaissance uh era and it's like there are ones like you know i saw little mermaid i saw a bunch of the regular ones but then like tara you know i've never seen pocahontas and tara's like you haven't seen pocahontas i'm like you have to remember i was yeah but i was like late high school and i was like no thank you i didn't want to like hop out of my car like turn off my limp biscuit cd and be like time for some pocahontas (laughs) like I just Pocahontas was like 1995, 1996. You were in late high school then? No. I definitely wasn't seeing po- didn't see Pocahontas. I don't know what maybe that's just that. But we're getting to that point where You're like what you're what? 4 years older than me? 3 years older than me? Only 4. I thought it was later than that. No, I was definitely like I think I'm 10 3 or 11. But I like you're a freshman, I'm a senior. Yes, like, but you're that's how I you're 39. It. Yes. Right, and I'm I'm 35, and my, and my mother's maiden name is <laughs> um, okay. But uh, yeah. Either way, we're getting to that point where it's like, oh, you didn't but, see this, and I'm like, yeah, I was a little too old for that. It's not necessarily that maybe have been a bad example, but yeah, you're starting no, but, to see that. But like, you, you make a good point though, because when I'm like 10 or 11, yeah, I'm seeing every animated Disney movie when it comes out, but. I'm well, 15. Or 14. I'm yeah. Not, yeah, I'm 14. I'm 15. I'm not. And as a matter of fact, I didn't see those movies. So a lot of well, movies in that, like, unless they were Pixar, I did see most Pixar movies. Like, I didn't see The Incredibles for years because it just came out when I was like, oh, I'm not like seeing a bunch of Disney movies right now. It might be a gap because of the the year the years. Because when I had like a girlfriend in high school, I was less like, I don't need to go see a Disney movie. She was like, let's go see a Disney movie. I was like, yep, sure, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that mm-hmm. chunk in there where I was like, too cool for school. And I was like, my parents well, dropped me off at a PG-13 movie and I went to an R one. Ugh, I'm tough. Well, and also, and this is, again, I realized in the last episode we talked about traveling with children. But I went through a spate and now, you know, I can go to movies whenever I want. But like. If you saw a Disney movie, and it, unless you were at like a midnight showing, it was going to have a gaggle of small children there who disrupted the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that was one part where I was like, I don't see a lot of Disney movies. I remember seeing Finding Nemo at a 10.30 p.m. showing for the very first time, and there were so many children there at 10.30 at night, where, and they were, of course, losing their minds because they should be at home in bed. And I was just like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> 
I Tara and I went to go see Jurassic Park in 3D, like a re-release a, a few years Ooh. back when we were in DC. And there was this dad who just like came to the thing and then just let his kids. It was basically daycare. Like he was on his phone the whole time and his kids were running up and down the thing. And I was getting furious. And then at the end of the thing, like he's leaving. And I was like, I don't know what I'm saying, but I go, Tara says something like, yeah, it would have been great if this guy hadn't brought his kids. And then I turn around and I look and there's a young girl right next to me looking at me like, (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, geez, I seem to have made a terrible error in judgment here. Let's go. And I'm like pushing Tara out of the scene. Like, we gotta go. We gotta go now. Oh, my God. Uh, can I just say, I'm like really proud of Tara, though, for, for saying that. Um, uh, do you oh, remember... no, I said that. I said that. Tara didn't say that. Oh, oh, I thought you was already were saying Tara did that. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Tara looked at me mortified because I think she knew there was a young, th- who, again, this poor girl didn't deserve to be cursed at because she sat, qu- because she's a child, and also because she sat quietly next to me that I didn't realize she was there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, we gotta go. We gotta go. Um, I remember that, what was it, um... Cinemark theaters in Dallas had, you know, the, the little pre-show, like, well, back then it wasn't a reminder to turn off your cell phones because no one had it, but it was like reminder to not talk, reminder, like, and I, it was, and one of the things was disruptive children. And it was like, if your children are being like, basically the gist was go, go get a manager. If there's kids in the theater that are being disruptive, just go get a manager and we'll escort them out. And I was mm. like, yes. Well, I, you know, I don't blame those kids are so young that I don't blame them in that situation. It's like they didn't want to go sit in a quiet theater. Oh, like, exactly. It was, that dad was just, yeah. Exactly. Teenagers, though, I hate youths. Get them out of here. Oh, I, I'm embarrassed to say this. I went to go see either, it's called Prom or Prom Night. It was some like slasher movie that some friends and I went to go see. I was, I was in my early 20s and there were, there were just gaggles of teenagers there talking at full volume, yelling to their friends down in other rows to the point that at one point, my friend who was like 25 at the time stood up and was just like, seriously? And we just walked out of the theater and we told the manager, I think we got our money back. Cause we were like, we are no, like you need to go in there. I don't know, do something, kick them all out. But like we no. So I will tell the best theater experience I've ever had and then we should probably talk about this episode mm-hmm. but when I was in high school we, I went to go see Blade real late night it was packed like opening night okay. and I don't know if you uh, w- remember remind me is is Wesley Snipes in that yeah Wesley okay. Snipes okay. the vampire hunter and uh so you can imagine the type of crowd that's seen that first night um in like 98 or 99 and um so this this may be another instance of like five years, four, you know, however many years apart we are. Back then is is a bigger deal. Do you remember when like laser pointers were at every freaking movie theater and yes. people were like circling yes. the girls' boobs and the guys' crotches and all that? Oh, I guess I don't remember people necessarily doing that. I remember laser pointers being a problem at movie theaters. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're watching Blade and I'm sitting next to this guy who is like, not asleep, but like doesn't look like he's really paying much. I haven't really been watching because I'm enjoying the movie. But then the the laser pointers start coming up and people start going like, hey, stop, you know, like yelling it, and they'll go down for a while. And then another one will pop up and stop it. And it wakes this guy up, at which point I realize he's trashed, like out of his mind. And he goes, okay. hey, and he starts screaming. This is going to be a bleep heavy episode. He's like, turn off the f- 
laser pointers. And he's like, if you, every time he starts doing it, he starts, he like stands up one point and goes, I'm going to come down there and kick your ass if it happens one more time. And people start like clapping, you know, yeah. kind of doing that. And he sits down and it happens one more time and he goes, that's it. And he gets up and he like looks around and he's, and he's, there's like 15 minutes of the movie where he's like, crawling into the aisle and being like, was it you? Do you know who did it? Who did it? And he's like interrogating the general area where he thinks it's coming from. I don't know how you would tell because it's a laser pointer. You can't get a direction. Yes. It felt like it was in front of us. He was and hoping was, that, one of the, that one of those guys, guys or girls friends just going to narc and be like, it was him. Um, apparently, I guess he just disappeared. I don't think he ever came back to the seat. But he was just like, who did? But it was just like hands on heads because he was drunk and stumbling, like <laughs> like crawling through it. But everybody at the same time was like, this guy was mortifying, but everybody was like cool with it because he was like, God bless you, drunken warrior. <laughs> like you're you're fighting the good fight. Yes. Um, yes. Doing, so as, I, for, as I would say, doing the Lord's work. Yes, exactly. So, so I took Fraser, Niles, an entire Martin. page oh. of notes on this. I know. I'm like, I don't think this is a quick one we can get through because I... I tend to have the second episode when I watch these back to back like drags, and I feel like this one felt like it was going to have it, but I really enjoyed it. So I just thought this one had so many bon mots for me that I was yes. just like I scribbled them all down. Do you did you get Road Warrior out of the license plate when you saw it? Do you remember? Oh, on, only because I already knew it. Yeah, it I don't took remember me a while. at the time. <laughs> I took it took me them like kind of mouthing it out to figure it out. But I did like. Rrr, rrr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you could have a custom plate, what would it say? Um, I, for the longest time, always thought I would have a Harry Potter themed license plate. Um, but you say Herfelperf or Ravenclaw. <laughs> I'm a I, I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I uh, I think well, it would probably be like Peeves for Life or something because I'm very upset that Peeves was left out of the movies. Um, but no, n- now I think it would. I mean, my my car's name is Ginger, so it would probably just be like. GNGR 14. <laughs> All these guys pulling up looking for a redhead. <laughs> My car's red, so hopefully they oh, would Oh, there like... you go. There you go. Yeah. I like I like when the guy's like, hey, get off the road, Roar Warriors. Like, see, he knows what, he, what it says. <laughs> I did yes. like that. The, also, it, this, this one came in hot, like a joke a minute, like from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I took a page of notes. I was just I was yeah. like, just one liners everywhere. It was kind of madcap. Uh, but this took us back. It hearkened us back. Wait, did you read? Did you read the synopsis of it yet? I think so. Read it again. <laughs> I'll read it again. I might not have. Hold on. Uh, Fraser. Yeah, I read this. Fraser recalls his millennial New Year's Eve as he, Niles, and Martin rumble down the back roads in Martin's bulky Winnebago, bound for the wine club's festive get together in Idaho. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, I this this just took me right back to 1999 and the like. What are you gonna do for the Millennium New Year's Eve? And like, it's it's the most important New Year's Eve ever. And like, whatever you do, you know, it's just it's gonna you're gonna be talking about it for years. And I was like, God, that was insufferable. I don't remember what I did. That's the fun. I think we just had people over like normal. Well, and like, how well, how old are you? I was yeah, I was a fourteen. Se- yeah, that's the other thing. I was a senior in high school, so it's not like my choices were. Exactly. We went to me and my parents went to some friends of ours house in um, South Lake. That couple is now divorced. Um, mm. And we, we'd spent a lot of New Year's Eve with them. I do remember that was when I had my first taste of champagne. And I believe looking back, I believe it was a very dry champagne because I did not like it. Um, 
And yeah, we, although we had just had like, we'd had the third death in our family of like, we had four months where a family member died almost every month. And so by then we were like, we're done. We're just like, no. So we were not in our, in a super cheery, cheery mood. Um, I just remember like every, every new year's, I always repost all the stuff from then. That was like the blockbuster thing of like, remember to, you know, check your technology because who knows what's going to happen when the millennium clicks over. And it's like, Actually, no, probably not a lot's going to happen. <laughs> I remember, so I was, I was attending a Dallas public high school at that time, and we didn't go back to class until like, the, the Christmas break lasted until like January 8th, because they wanted to give themselves a week to fix any technology problems that would have happened due to the Y2K bug. Yeah. Because I, I, just... I remember having this like family funeral and doing all these things, and everyone kept being like, are you missing school? And I was like, nope, <laughs> I don't go back till January 8th. So... That's nuts. Yeah, I, yeah, they were just like, we want to just give ourselves a lot of leeway. Um, when Roz was like, it's an arbitrary date on the calendar, and people make too big a deal of it, I wrote down, preach, Roz. Preach. I like it. I don't think it's like, again, the millennial thing was a little much, but I do like it as a reset. I don't like, make. I, you know, I can't remember the last time I went to a party on New but, Year's. But, but, but you don't think like, I've got to do something spectacular on New Year's Eve to really <laughs> bring in the new year. No, I drink root beer floats and we watch monster movies. That's the old Jenkins family tradition. I mean, that sounds that sounds great. I, I, I Okay, I should say I've usually gone to a party, sometimes in the loosest sense, in that it was yeah. a gathering of like eight people and perhaps we wore some festive things, but... I've, I don't... I've done some, like where we went to like... A party where you you know it's back when I used to hang out. Uh, well, I still hang out with Paul and Janelica, but like they do big party stuff and things like that, and I kind of got dragged along. And we went. Oh, it was for uh, two thousand seven because it was a double oh seven um, party, and we showed up trying to look like James Bond characters, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, nobody yeah. else at this stupid party did. Mm, not it was just a typical Dallas, uh, like what is it thousand air or whatever it is where it's the people who oh thirty thousand dollar millionaire yeah like it was one of those parts it was like at a hotel like hotel mm-hmm. za or something like that is that oh something? zaza yeah. yeah 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 that was it was a fun party but again like <clears throat> we were like calling up the place and being like hey like if we bring like parts of a costume and they're like yeah don't do that like it was clear that they like just did like it's a 007 uh, New Year, and then it was just, they had 007 in some places. That was it. That was all the theming they did. And I was like, well, this is a real missed opportunity. Yeah, I, um, I've um i done the, like, you buy, like, you go to one of those parties and you buy a ticket and everything. And uh, I'm glad to have left them behind in my youth because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. L- l- kind of like you said, they were a good time while, you know, when I went to them. But then now I look at, like, the prices and what you get. And I'm like, so reading between the lines, I'm seeing the line for the bar is going to be incredibly long. So it's going to take you an hour to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run out of X, Y, Z. And, mm-hmm. like, and now I'm just like, yeah. no. I did do one thing. I just, I didn't live in Austin at the time. I just had, had come here for New Year's. And where we... It was, I was on Dirty Six, so it shows how long ago this was. But we <laughs> went to a bar where, like, the bar was like, hey, like, $15 cover. And, like, to get to, to, and then once you're, once you're here, like, we're capping. Like, we're, once we hit capacity, we're not letting any more people in. And so we just got there, like, at, like, 10 p.m. and staked out a corner of the bar. And it was great. That's my, that's my 
It's my vibe. Yeah. But but my vibe is also like being at someone's home and as as listeners have heard me refer to before, taking my usual party nap on the host's bed. <laughs> I forgot about the party nap. <laughs> it is. I, I I mean, I've done it now probably half a dozen times. Th- this past year, I did not spend New Year's Eve at someone's home. Um, and my friends were like, so when did the party nap happen? Where did you sleep for the party nap? I'm like, there was no party nap. There was no bed available. I like the idea of you like taking all your jackets and coats out of the thing and putting them on the couch or something and then going over and like... Ah, like a nice familiar place. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, yeah, I, I, it's just such an endearing thing to my friends. They, they love reminiscing about my, my New Year's Eve party naps. <laughs> I enjoyed that uh, Fraser, Niles, and Martin all had tuxes for wherever they were going. Yes. And th- I liked, the, the whole point of the episode is they're trying to get to this uh, wine tasting because their favorite restaurant has burned down or yes. the, the restaurant they were going to oh uh, uh, Shay Henri and then they said oh there's something so oh Henry about it burning down his own restaurant and they say oh Henri that was the yeah. first time I was like oh we are here we are cooking with fire <laughs> I I didn't realize what Shay Henri like like I understood it more because subtitles were on because I was like mm-hmm. oh okay I see what's going on h-e-n-r-i I was like I yes. um but I a bunch of stuff ensues but by the end they're just trying to get to like new year's eve and they're like we they realize they can make the pacific uh coast Mm -hmm. for the for the like last few minutes if they hurry and they go there and they all put on tuxes and barely cross which i don't think there's a line that says pacific time zone i don't know if i've ever seen one of those i so I, i was trying to think about this when i drove from dc to dallas um if there is, a, they should have a sign that tells you when you switch time zones because it would be helpful. But I, yeah. I don't recall there being one that's like you're I now in Eastern time or you're now in Central time. I don't think so either. Like if there is, it feels like it'd be really touristy and not just like informative like that one. And they just yeah. barely cross it and they open a bottle of champagne and drink it. I was waiting for something like a cop to come get them again and be yes. like, you can't drink here or something. But I, I, I like that it was just. I found nice. it really touching that they brought Martin with them. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not at all an event you think they would, like, think, let's bring dad, but... Well, because the other thing I loved about this was his, like, apparent, like, two or three year late obsession with Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird thing to hear in, in this show, because I think this show doesn't do, like, pop, pop culture. culture that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, but just, and then also remembering how big a deal Austin Powers was for, like... Yes. Okay, so I should say I'm not an Austin Powers fan. I've seen, like, one of the movies. I find it really annoying. And so it brought me right back to when everybody was, was like, quoting it all the time. Were you at SMU when we did a sing-song or a, like, or something where they used to hire, like, comedians for the the host? And then one year they just hired an Austin Powers impersonator? No, I was definitely not there for that. Here's the thing. It was like, because I feel like the few years before they'd have a, a, it'd be some comedian and they'd come out and just try and do their material, whether or not it fit that crowd. Mm -hmm. And all the crowds there is to do is to cheer on their specific house, right? Mm -hmm. And this Austin Powers guy came out and just did stupid Austin Powers jokes and just moved on to the next thing. And he was the best host we ever had at Sing Song because he knew his crowd exactly. He's like, I'm not going to, like, because people come out like, Hey, you guys ever notice uh, when you're on a first date uh, as an adult and like we're all like, no, shut up and bring out DG or whatever. <laughs> so, like, was, and this guy was just like, hi, Shagadelic, the next group. And it was like, perfect. Great. Yeah. Like, 
I just remember every year being like, let's bring back the Austin. And then like one time he came out as Dr. Evil and that was like the big, everyone went, oh, he's, look at him. He's got range. Like it was insane. It was so stupid. That's so beautiful. Um, what, what else? Let's hear some of your Bond mods. Um, okay. So, uh. When they talk about the uh, Sun Valley wine, wine Club get-together, it's called Aldling Wine. I died. I died. I love yes, a good I pun. That, I it killed me. Um, when, uh, when they talk about driving through the heartland, I'm like, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's Washington State and Idaho. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's the heartland. I mean, if you live in Seattle, it probably is, but... Um, I liked I liked when uh, Daphne was like, "No, thank you, Doctor Gupta, DDS," and and Martin's like, "He's losing a pair of English teeth. That's gonna really set him back." Yeah, he'll he'll really feel that. I have to say though, I totally identify with Daphne getting Christmas cards late, and it's always somebody you forgot. And you're like, "Well, now I can't mail them one." Then it's obvious that I like. <laughs> Not in this house. We just do it. Here you go, and then they get on the list for next year. Um. Well. Dollar better than me. You got my Christmas card in a timely manner, though. So, um, yes. but anyway, that that just really that really resonated with me. Um, I love. That I'm just like over here crossing off things we've talked about because like there's so much. Um, when Fraser goes up to the bar at the little red cabin and it's like I'm gonna reacquaint myself with an old friend, America. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is just a level of pretension we haven't seen from Fraser in a while. Yeah. He's like, hello, can I buy you a cup of coffee? It's like, and I love, I thought it was going to be a, a gay joke. And I'm like, Same oh here. God, here we go. And then him being just like, you're, you, you don't know me. Like, I was like, okay, I like this. I also like that that guy was billed as farmer and the cop was billed as cop. <laughs> like, <laughs> they didn't have names. Um, let me see. Uh, I liked Eddie up against the side of the Winnebago when the cops yes. were pulling him over. I enjoyed that Martin called them urinating outside signing nature's guest book. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, I also, this is one of these things where I'm like, okay, it worked. They had to have this for the show. Do that many people leave the keys in their RV? Isn't oh, in just, the, in the thing. Yes. I'm like, isn't it just natural that when you turn it off, you like put the keys in your pocket or in your purse or whatever. Well, it's, it's a very big TV trope. The big, like, Last time I remember it being addressed was when the last season of Breaking Bad was on. Skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. Do you want a spoilers? Have you? I've seen. You, like, oh, the you last saw the week. end. That's right. That's right. But, yeah. Um, and he he gets in that car and it, the the keys just drop down and he's making the decision: Does he want to go back? And who's the he here? Is it uh, uh Walter? Okay. It's when he's he's gone up to the Pacific Northwest or whatever, and he's hiding out there. There's a New scene Hampshire? in one when he's in New Hampshire. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Somewhere okay. cold. It's, he's he, in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. He he the like episode that ends with just his drink sitting on the table after he's seen the like. Oh yes, he's seen the people that the own his old company. Yes. Yes. So he the next episode it starts with him just getting in a car and doing that and dropping down and him like looking in the mirror and like making the decision: Does he want to go back to was it Arizona or is Albuquerque? It Albuquerque. Uh, and he's like, but I remember there being just big talk online of people don't do that. Like, <laughs> them be don't like, do oh. that. It, yeah. It's all like, I, I think about um my best friend's wedding when Julia Roberts steals like the caterer or the florist fan and like the keys are once again right there. I'm like, no, like this just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. 
I will say, I think more often than not, there's a fake rocker under the rug. I feel like that actually happens with people more like on the front stoop for a house key. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. Yes. But I've never heard of anyone like hiding a key in the car there and like pockets exist. Yeah. Well, and now I feel like lockboxes are a lot more common. So people are like, I don't need to hide. Like I have a spare key out here. I put it in a lockbox and like everything's fine. Um, I identified a little bit though with Niles getting in the wrong car because... yes. Uh, especially the wrong big RV. <laughs> Not that I have done this, but there have been times where I have approached, especially when I drove a silver Honda Civic. I don't know if there's stats on this. I think silver is the most common Honda Civic yeah, color. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, or, or Honda Civics also look like, if you don't have a hatchback, it looks like most s- sedans, right? Oh, yeah. It can look like a lot of other cars. There were so many times I would be like, why is my remote keyless entry not working? Yes, <laughs> and I'd be like, and you're like right next to it. Not my car. Uh, do you ever do that where you go up and you're like, I don't have a baby seat in the back for like a second. You're like, oh, not me. Um, um, I got into wrong cars all the time when I was like uh, in like my mom was picking me up from school mm-hmm. and I was like in my own head and I get in a car. I remember like two or three times it happens where I get in a car and I look over and go, ah, I just like, wasn't my mom and I'd run out. This is uh, that that could be a real problem, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it could be you were never kidnapped. Well, yeah, no, there's probably a lot of things that almost happened to me when I was a kid that I don't really think about, but. Um, one thing that I found, I, I don't know, odd was the couple who, uh, where Niles accidentally gets into their RV. They call each other like mother and. And dad. Yeah. Dad. And I was just like, y'all don't even have children around you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, they were weird, but I also liked every time he tried to like argue with her, and she just looked at him, and they're like, "Okay." Yeah, I I, I thought that was I thought that was sweet. Um, I also I got a really big tickle out of uh tickle giggle I don't know um out of Niles calling Hold on from a second. somebody needs to. Are you okay? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You got a real it... tickle out of. Uh, a tickle giggle out of uh, Niles calling from the sleeping section of the RV <laughs> initially. Um, I feel like back then it was like, ha ha ha. And now it's like, I- I'm sure when Tara's downstairs and you're upstairs, you text her or something, right? Oh, she calls me all the time. Yes. We have now- conversations where I can hear her like a second before I hear it in the phone. Yes. I remember when I first moved to DC, you might remember my old, my first roommate in DC, um, the, like the morning after a party, she would often like text. We would each be in our respective beds and she would like text me to be like, do you think Alberto's, which is the pizza place RIP that was right by us. Um, do you think Alberto's will deliver like breakfast pizza or something? And I remember at first being like, you could yell through the wall. But then I was like, no, actually, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, also over Christmas, my dad like wasn't feeling very well and just like went to go lie down or something and needed like some ibuprofen or something. And so, and I was in the kitchen cooking and he called me and I was like, dad, <laughs> he was like, hi, could you bring me? I mean, my, my parents' bedroom is like eight feet from the kitchen, but he was like, could you bring me some ibuprofen? And I was like, sure, I, this, this is a very efficient way. Cause I wouldn't have heard you if you called out for me. Yeah. So I feel like there's times where I'm like hello are you in the house still like like are you calling me from the road or but yes you want to write uh, this one i feel like we busted through it for one that we really liked but i guess we've covered a lot of things i loved eddie and his bow tie eddie and his little tuxedo i thought that was really mm. cute um hang on just you know crossing everything off oh fraser singing along to like the classical music reminded me of this really funny like meme i saw on instagram that was like 
you ride in a car with me, congratulations. You got a front row seat to me live in concert. <laughs> I was like, that is a hundred percent. If you ride in a car with me, <laughs> like I am singing the entire time. Um, I don't know how Leo stayed in the car with me on our drive from DC to Dallas. Cause it was just like show tunes and just, yeah, I've started doing Peloton um, now has like a Broadway series. Um, and so I've been doing some Broadway rides and it's like, Oh, it's great. Don't make that face. I, no, I just wouldn't have ever thought of that. Oh, it's 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 great. But I end up so much more winded after those rides because I'm singing along and like dancing on the bike while also trying to like pedal and go up a hill and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, okay. I feel like this is not resonating with you. So um, <laughs> I'm not a big Peloton guy. Show tunes, singing along. Okay. Um, I listen to when I work out, it's all wrestler inner entrance music because I'm like, yeah, I'm getting big. So we have completely different musical tastes when it comes to workout music. If I'm, if I'm working out on my own, yes, I have to have like pump up oh, okay, music. Okay, okay. But Peloton is a class where like they're telling you what to do and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and it all, it all fits with the music. So. Yeah. I hope whoever's doing it is like also a like failed Broadway actor. So they're like, <laughs> a lot of them are, are former dancers. So mm. um, anyway, okay. Um, I'm ready to rate. Yeah, I'm ready to rate this. I'm ready to rate this. Go for it. I'm gonna give this um, seven uh, dog tuxedos. I'm gonna get also give it seven, which I think sounds like I'm diminishing the last one. But I thought this one was a lot of fun. Um, but I'm gonna give it seven. I forgot they're called, but it's the flank steak rolled around. Uh, cheese, egg, and onions. Oh, along. right. I, I I missed I missed what that was called as well. Uh, it's, it's called a heart attack or a tr- quick trip to the bathroom. Is what it's <laughs> yes. called. Yes. Um. So if you guys like these episodes, let us know. Uh, we are craniacs at gmail dot com. That's C R A N E I A C S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Uh, craniacs uh, Fraser podcast on Facebook. Search for that in the group. I'm sure we'll have a recipe up very soon for Panther Punch. Yes, and and check us out on Overcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think I'm missing one, but wherever you find us, give us the highest review possible. Give us a five star review. Really helps our little podcast out. But if you're thinking about giving us a four star lower review, Laurel might have some better use for your time. I do, everyone. Um, I like I you always lean in like you're going to tell a secret to the... To the... <laughs> hey, guys. Um, no, don't jump don't down. Don't tell right anybody. Now. Don't jump down. I know. But you're, if you jump down, you're going to knock everything over. Um, it's, you know, it's roughly Valentine's Day by the time you're hearing this. And uh, Netflix released last week, at this point last night, but I know by the time you hear this, will be last week. The, the third installment, third and final installment in the uh, movie series to all the boys I loved before. I am fairly certain I've talked about these movies before, at least the first one, which I find incredibly endearing. It came out summer 2018. It's based on a young adult book series. Um, The third installment, all the boys I loved before always and forever uh, is, is just wonderful. Um, It, yeah, I highly recommend you go back and watch, rewatch the first one or watch it for the first time. If you haven't seen it, the second one is really not good, but you could, you could, in my opinion, skip it. Um, and then watch the third one, which came out. It's about two hours long. It's a wonderful, and I would say quasi-realistic teen um, rom-com. And I think that the characters are like ones that maybe parents are okay with their kids, you know, looking up to. And I just, I find the whole series very charming. Um, 
You're looking at me a little puzzled. Do I need to give a little bit of like a plot? Rundown? No, no, no. Keep, I'm, I'm watching Lady because she's okay. kind of like rolling around like she wants to get out of here, but she's also doing it around the uh, uh, laptop cord and like, <laughs> and I'm like, mm, like, I like okay. how, so sorry. Um, just and if you want to be hip to what the youths are into, you need the to youths. just you need to watch the to all the boys, or as I shorten it because it's a very long title, I shorten it to Tat Bilb. You need to just like get into the Tat Bilb. Um, and the actors in it and everything. Um, John Corbett plays the dad of the main character. And it's just, it's a very endearing, heartwarming, sweet uh, movie series that is now over. And I really don't think I can come to terms with the fact that it's over now. So, <laughs> Well, you could start it all over again while you're cooped up indoors, which is not how it's been for the last year. That's the well, thing with... Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, what you gonna do on this winter weekend? I'm like, that's the same thing I've done for 11 yeah, months. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's... That's what Tara was saying, because I kept telling her I really like cold weather. And then I was like, well, I, she's like, well, you're not out in it. And I'm like, well, I kind of like just knowing it's there. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, I feel like now you have an excuse to not even go outside. Like you could before go on like walks around the neighborhood. Now it's like, no, I have an excuse to not even leave my home. Although I have an H-E-B grocery pickup in an hour. So we couldn't even do that around here. We, we did it and they were all scheduled out till like Sunday. So we had to have them deliver it. I think um, I think I got a cancellation. I think somebody just canceled theirs because there was one oh, spot nice, open nice. today and I snagged it. So nice. Well, guys, thanks for listening and uh, stay warm out there. <laughs> but uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.